Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Into It podcast. My name is Tamia. This is Raina, and let's get into it. Let's get into it. So as you can see from the title, today we're going to be talking about our natural hair journeys. And us being two Black women, I feel like um, we both understand how unique and complex the journey can be with your natural hair. And I'm sure a lot of other, other Black women can relate. So we thought we'd just, you know, dissect it, go back into our childhood, how we learned to care for our hair. We're going to talk about our hair types and just everything that has to do with what grows out of our God-given scalp. Right. And there will also be a part two to this series mm-hmm. um, after we have like this discussion today, because we feel like, like, you know, the experience is so big that it can't be condensed into one 20 to 30 minute episode. So yeah. definitely look out for that one. It's going to come out right after this one, two weeks after this one. Um, but today we're mostly going to be focusing on kind of like our our self journey with our natural hair mm-hmm. um like from childhood up until today and then the episode that's coming out after it's going to be like okay so where do we go from here like we just dis- we discussed our natural hair how we feel about it how we take care of it what does that mean for us entering the corporate world especially in a legal field with hair like ours um so yeah to me if you just want to you know yeah take me back take me back to to 2004 2004 2005 okay maybe maybe 2006 okay wait before we start Raina, what is your natural hair type like what's your texture on the scale oh yes okay so i i am this is this is up for debate but i'm like between 3b and 3c Mm-hmm. like some parts of my hair are 3c some are 3b and then i have like a mixture of curls so yeah. somewhere somewhere in that in that in that area i i agree i think you're 3b 3c for sure and also it's good to note that not everyone has usually one type around their whole head mm-hmm. like for me i'm um 4a for 4b mm-hmm. um and like my 4b sections are like the back of my head my 4a is towards the top of my head it's a looser curl so usually people don't have one hair type and if you don't know what we're mm-hmm. talking about that's like basically the scale that you um quote unquote like grade your natural not grade but it's just the hair type so 3a 3b 3c which is Raina's range is very like it's looser curl usually when you look up curly hair that's the curls that pop up Mm-hmm. And for A, for B, for C, that's the thicker, kinky, you know, kind of natural hair. Mm-hmm. So let's take it back to childhood. So you said you said like 2006. Okay, I don't know, like 2006, 2007, elementary school. Yeah. Okay. So um, my mom. Well, one thing to say, my mom never permed me and my sister's hair. Mm-hmm. Um, we were brought up with our natural hair. I'm talking about like the bobos and the beads and the barrettes like that was my childhood. So I think one of my first hmm, one of my first memories of getting my hair done, I guess at like a salon was like braids are us getting my box braids and which I feel like is is an experience within itself as a young black girl because you're sitting there for hours and you know you're mm-hmm. probably like eight years old and you don't want to be sitting there. And, um, but when I wasn't doing that, my mom, she would like, you know, grease our scalp and put cute little ponytails and pigtails and twists in our hair. And as a kid, I remember not really liking to get my hair done because I was very tender headed. Mm -hmm. And the only person that knew how to properly 
like detangle my hair without me crying is my grandma Mm -hmm. like the way she would do it was just like I wouldn't it was like she wasn't even in my head Mm -hmm. so um so yeah I my mom was mainly the one doing our hair and if she wasn't it was because we were getting braids like box braids or cornrows because I don't want to out you mommy but um she doesn't know how to cornrow (laughs) so I never learned I never learned how to cornrow either so it was usually just like pigtails and ponytails and stuff and I remember my mom didn't even let me straighten my hair for the first time until I was probably in fifth or sixth grade Mm -hmm. so I was very full-on natural my whole childhood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about you Raina? Um, yeah similar situation here my mom um never permed my hair either um my mom not to out my mom as well. She could cornrow, but she's not the best. So <laughs> if you see pictures of me from like, I don't know, maybe like since I was three to like middle school, like or fifth or, or yeah, fifth grade, my mom would put my hair in like three, like three pigtails. Yeah. So like one at the top of my head and then two on the side or two pigtails with um like you know the barrettes and all that um but my mom did when I was in kindergarten I have very fond memories of my mother um braiding my hair and putting the beads on the ends mm-hmm. um, and that's how I wore my hair like all throughout kindergarten like like literally all throughout kindergarten every single Sunday my mom would do my hair like that use that just for me grease scalp the one that came in the green container with the with the pink top that was like, oh yeah like every single time she was doing my hair um and I my mom like went to my mom perm was like perming her hair when I was growing up and she goes to Aisha's in Union and I would go with her and I would usually get my hair cut and my hair straightened too with my mom probably not until I was like a little later maybe like seven or eight but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like an oftentimes thing I would just like go with her and she would like I would just get my hair cut and hair done um, but it's so funny because my my mom's sister, so my aunt, um, is obviously she's from Barbados. She's Bayesian. She lives there. My aunt can plait like nobody else, and my 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 aunt would always tell my mom, "You don't even know how to do that child's hair. Like you can't <laughs> plait like me. Like you can't do her hair like me." And my cousin would always have like when I tell you the crispest like parts oh it's the parting it was crisp like there was never there was not one strand of hair out of place in my cousin's parts and then my hair was a little like kind of like in the in the the middle let's just let's just say my mom did the best she could (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah I mean like up until like you know then I wanted to start doing my own hair like in like I don't know, maybe middle school, but I was like, my mom low-key used to have me walking around a little crazy sometimes, like no offense, mom, but like she was, sometimes she would just, because I have like three B, three C hair and my mom has like four B, four C hair. So like when she was doing my hair, she was like, oh yeah, like her hair, her, her, her curls are looser. Let me just brush it out. And like, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. So my mom would just like, kind of like do whatever sometimes. And my aunt would always be like, yo, you have that child looking crazy as hell. Cause like, you don't know what you're doing. And I feel like you're not like our natural hair. It's such a like learning experience too. Not just for us, for our like moms, like our parents, because like you said, your mom, you and your mom have different 
textures. And my mom and I, we have very similar textures, but my sister, she has 4C hair like all around. Mm -hmm. So there's also that like, your mom is learning your hair just as much as you're learning yours as a child. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember, first of all, I props to like my parents, they always made me feel pretty in my natural hair. So I feel like that really helped me grow to um, accept and want to wear out my natural hair Mm -hmm. because um, I never felt like, like, you know, I was never ashamed of it in the sense of like, they tried to mask it, you know, with like, whether that be perms or they wouldn't let me wear it natural. Mm -hmm. So like, I have like the best memories of like my mom sitting us down and doing our hair and we'd be so excited to show our dad. We'd be like, oh, look, daddy, like mommy did my hair. And he'd be like, oh, you look so pretty. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so pretty. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so pretty because I got my hair done. So, Mm -hmm. and I feel like those experiences as a kid, when you have natural hair as a black woman are very important. Yeah. For for you to later on down the line, be able to accept your hair when society tries to tell you you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. that's like very important in the upbringing of like black children not just black women because black boys also have very thick usually kinky hair and mm-hmm. um I know usually they have like waves and everything but it's still very important for them to love their hair too like um Raina mentioned the just for me I remember pink lotion <laughs> bro pink lotion used to be all up in my hair like those little nuances and experiences I feel like are so unique to like black children in the black community mm-hmm. So to kind of move on to middle school, bro, middle school is when I started doing my own hair and I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I looked busted. Like I used to just wake up every day and just put it in like two pigtails or like ponytails because I didn't know what to do. Right. Because my mom stopped doing it for me. Well, it's not like she told me she's not going to do it for me. It's just like I said. You're you're, you're growing up. Yeah, I'm growing up. It's like. I wanted that responsibility, but on top of that, I wanted that responsibility without actually wanting that responsibility because mm-hmm. natural hair takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of time. And middle school me was not trying to do all that. So I would literally just put it in like two ponytails and like throw on a headband or something. Cause you know, we used to be wearing headbands in middle school. And looking back, I'm like, I was not, I was not taking care of my hair the way I was supposed to. So like my mom would put like braids in my hair like box braids and that was usually the summertime but then I would want them out and then I would do nothing with my hair right so that's my only not a, not a regret but I wish I had just started really taking care of my hair earlier on the way I mm-hmm. needed to be because um I love my hair now and I know how to take care of it but definitely middle school I did have some like white friends and obviously their hair was straight and like so sleek and everything and I remember being like well my hair when I wake up it's like big kinky can't really run a comb through it you know mm-hmm. so I think that played a part in me wanting to just like I just threw it back I just threw it back in a ponytail bun whatever I could fit it in so I think that was only when I think middle school is when I started to notice that my hair was so much different than like well my white friends not really because my black friends had natural hair as well but I noticed that difference and I kind of internalize that and like not saying I hate my hair but I wasn't I didn't want to wear it out as much as I did before yeah I can literally say in middle school that's when I started to hate my hair and like that's not even like an understatement I was also like just for context I started competitively swimming like around the clock when I was in middle school um so obviously in a sport (laughs) Mm -hmm. where you know it's majority white And also like, you know, 
it, it was like now it was like physically evident that my hair was very much so different. I was lucky to be able to go to a diverse swim club that had like a lot of like black and brown folks and like a lot of us kind of like I think like bonded over it yeah but it was like we would be in the locker room and just like you know our our like you know our white teammates could just like you know go in the shower and like rinse off their hair real quick and then like hop out and I'm over here like frustrated as hell in the shower with the comb and like my mom's not there and I have to like do things by myself and I'm just like super frustrated Mm -hmm. so like all of that led to me (laughs) kid you not literally cutting off my hair like I literally cut it like to my ears bro oh yeah I remember and the thing is and the thing is that my mom I remember my mom telling me she was like I she like found this photo of us where like when I first cut it and (laughs) we were just sitting there laughing because she was like I didn't know what to tell you because you said you wanted it off so bad and it looked so crazy but that's what (laughs) you wanted and I couldn't tell you no because you were crying so much how you wanted to just cut off your hair and like I literally cut it off like Mm -hmm. all the way and then I hated it even more like I didn't know what to do I was like okay so now like I have no hang time now I just look crazy not hang time right so that's not like I used to wear these like headbands with like a bow on the side like all the all the like um all of my like white friends used to get from like claire's and stuff and like justice yes i put in my hair i just look i look bonkers like i actually (laughs) look crazy (laughs) i look nuts so that was definitely like i think when i really started noticing it because like also like for context like my dad is white and my dad never made made me feel like you know i that my hair was like different or whatever like we were just chilling in that house like he would always be like oh my god my hair sucks like my mm-hmm. hair is like so straight and so limp and so whatever like you don't want this like whatever so i was confident up until i got to middle school and started participating in like majority white sports yeah that's when i was like oh like this is this is not it like i'm not messing with this and also obviously with swimming comes the chlorine chlorine is like you might as well just put your hair in poison at that point especially curly hair so different parts of my hair started coming out straight and some of it was this and it was just a disaster yeah and like I feel like middle school is really obviously for everyone it's a very transformative period it's like okay we're like preteens and like a puberty it's just a middle school I feel like for everyone is not fun so and then feeling those emotions of like, I hate my hair or I'm starting to notice I'm different and like, I don't know what to do. It can be, it can have like a major, to- like you said, that's when you started hating your hair. It can have a major toll on like how you perceive yourself and how you feel about yourself. And as I kind of like touched on, natural hair takes a lot of time and patience. Like those things you see online about wash day being a whole day, it's not a, like, it's a whole day for me. Mm-hmm. Like I literally need to allocate time to take care of my hair. Like if if I'm washing my hair that day, don't ask me to go somewhere or the next day. Cause usually the next day I have to completely style. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and like when in middle school, I wasn't, I didn't like, you know, I wasn't really fully aware of like everything that needed to go into it. Cause either it was being done for me mm-hmm. or I just wasn't paying attention. But since I have an older sister who has natural hair and her hair is thicker than mine, at one point I just started copying what she was doing. Like I noticed, like I would just use her products. I noticed like, oh, so she's like wearing her hair like this. Like, let me try wearing my hair like that. And so Maya, if you're listening, she's in the room right next door. But Maya, if you're listening to this, it's you're one of the main reasons why I started accepting my natural hair and in going into high school. Mm-hmm. Because her in high school, 
she was like she went to an all catholic private school so as you probably know like that probably doesn't have a large majority of like black people there and she would wear her fro to school all the time mm-hmm. and i remember being like so why can i you know mm-hmm. so um kind of to go on to i guess when i started taking care of my hair which I guess would go into my freshman year of high school. And like Raina was talking about with the swimming, um, Columbia used to require freshmen to take swimming classes. <laughs> okay, during the school day. So me, I was like, I'm I not- I always got out of that, to be oh, honest. Oh yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that. One, because who's trying to swim in the middle of the day? The showers in the locker room don't work. And like, that's just not it. Two- as a black student as a black girl this is going to damage my hair to no end like mm-hmm. like absolutely not even though it's only for a quarter of the year like no that's how many times a week I'm not I'm not doing that so I was able to get out of it don't ask me how but um I left that class and I chose something else and I think around that time was when I was like okay you can't be out here looking crazy so mm-hmm. I just started watching YouTube videos like YouTube saved my life um trial and error asking my sister asking my mom and still like looking back on pictures I remember feeling like my hair looked so good and it was um thriving and then looking at my hair now I'm like wow that was only that was like the smallest little bit of potential that my hair had back then mm-hmm. like I remember being like oh my hair looks so healthy and then now that my hair is actually healthy it's like I didn't even realize my hair could get to where it is right now mm-hmm. you know so that I think freshman year of high school started my journey with me really trying to love and take care of my natural hair. Yeah. And I would say for me, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like things were still going down the hill for Raina Hackett over here. Um, eighth grade, I like did this awful box dye fake ombre thing. And it was just like a straight line on my head. And it was just so bad. And my uncle's a hairstylist. And he put like keratin treatments in my hair. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I was just all over the place. And then when I entered high school, I was swimming not only for my club, but I was swimming varsity. So yeah. I was swimming twice a day and sometimes in the morning and in the afternoon. And then I would, I would be probably in the pool, maybe like two to five hours a day. And, and in the summer, just like everything. So you know, I, I, give a, I actually want to give a big shout out to Morgan Nash if you're listening to this right now, she was one of like the only black swimmers that was like in my, in my kind of like age group um, yeah. where she, she left and like, you know, her hair, she would always braid her hair and I never braided my hair like she did, but like, it was just like refreshing to see another black woman, especially in like a white dominated sport, but also like with, with like, you know, <laughs> black hair. Mm-hmm. And it was just really refreshing to see that. But yeah, high school, like I, Tamia knows this time and time again, I thank my black friends every single day for helping me regain the confidence to, to want to take care of my hair and try to like figure out the potential of my hair. Like Tamia, Brittany, Jade, all of my friends, but especially y'all like really taught me what products to use, what type of hair type I had, mm-hmm. like how to, how to take care of my hair and like deep conditioning while I was swimming and like putting in conditioner before I start swimming to like, you know, at least like put a little barrier between the chlorine and my hair, like all of that stuff y'all taught me. And I'll always be like grateful for that because I feel like, you know, 
I, I wouldn't have been able, like, I'm not saying my mom couldn't help me because my mom was still helping me. She, I was still in between her legs every single night and she was oiling my scalp. Yeah. But it's kind of like she, we were kind of like out of our league here, both of us, because it's like, she's swimming and she also has a different type of hair texture than me. And like, I don't really know much about like her type of hair, but I'm just doing it how I would do my hair. And like, you know, it's just like, and you know, my mom also like straightens her hair too. So I, and like, you know, my dad's like white. So I was in my family's white. So I'm over here. Like, I just don't really know like what I'm doing here. Like I want to straighten my hair. I want to curl my hair. And by the time, like, I would say by the time, I think my hair only started becoming healthier when I quit swimming mm. and, and I quit swimming junior year because I just, no offense, but I just hated it so much. <laughs> like I was like, I'm so done with this. And like, I continued doing high school because I was really passionate about like, you know, my high school swim team, but like club, I couldn't do it anymore. Like I wasn't finding joy in it anymore. And I think that was probably the toughest decision of my life was quitting, was quitting swimming. Mm -hmm. And cause I, I mean, I thought I was about to go to college on it. I did like, too. I really yeah. did too. Everyone kind of did honestly, like, mm -hmm. and it's so intersectional, not only with my identity, but like with my hair journey, like when I quit swimming, I finally started to love my hair. And it was, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, also just being like, you know, one of the few black people swimming is black woman swimming. Like it's, it's, it was difficult, but I think that I look back on that and I wouldn't do it any other way. Like if mm -hmm. I had to redo my whole high school career, I probably would have quit sooner, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. And like you said, I imagined you like going to college for like swimming and everything. But I remember those conversations we used to have about you being like, bro, my hair is just like this chlorine. Mm -hmm. We you say that a lot. Like this chlorine is like really messing up my hair and everything. And I remember our conversations like, oh, here's what products I use. Like I was still learning my hair and you were still learning your hair, but we were still like, but like it takes a village. Like we need to come together and like, what do you use? What do I use? Like by no mm -hmm. means was either of our hair healthy at the time, but like we still needed to like kind of rally together to get to that point we wanted to be with our natural hair. Mm -hmm. And like, I like I look back on pictures now, me from like middle school and early high school, and I'm like, dang, like my hair was not healthy at all. Mm -hmm. I remember doing certain things to my hair like every single day that I only realized was damaging. Like now, like I, okay, I don't like coconut oil in my hair. And mm -hmm. sophomore year, I dyed my hair. I got like highlights. First of all, I went to a white salon. Like I went to a salon that only uh, only like white hairstylists worked at and they had never worked with black hair. Mm -hmm. So that was my first mistake. And then when I tell you, they kind of just like bleached my hair and like toned it and did slight color on the bleached parts when it was straightened. And like at that point, once I got that done, I was straightening my hair all the time because I loved mm -hmm. the way it looked straight. But when it was curly, it was a mess. Mm -hmm. which kind of made me be like okay so I guess I'm just not gonna wear curly which fed into my damaging my hair which then I was like okay let me use like what do I see people using for natural hair like some type of oil coconut oil and coconut oil is high in protein so then I had protein overload mm -hmm. on my hair which only played into damaging my hair more so I feel like you know natural hair or the natural hair journey for black women is so unique and there's so many learning curves Throughout, like, I think there's this false idea, like, um, we can just keep doing the same things to our hair and it'll be fine. Like, right. no, there's products I loved last year, a couple months ago that don't work on my hair anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of have to keep changing, keep evolving and listening to your hair. And there's like, 
do you have low porosity do you have high porosity right is this your curl type but can you take this much heat like you know there's so Mm -hmm. many things that go into it and so much to learn about your hair that it can be a little exhausting and that's why I don't fault I feel like sometimes people like if if a black girl is like I just don't I don't want to wear my hair out it's like I'm like that's your that's your choice because I understand how much time patience and money it takes Mm -hmm. to maintain natural hair like if you like if a black girl wants to wear wigs all the time that's fine that's a protective style actually like if they choose to cut their hair if they're choosing to still permit like that's their hair on their head and they feel like they need to do what they need to do in order to maintain it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I definitely agree and I think that kind of like leads into kind of like the present like Mm -hmm. when I when I got to to well actually before college I'll never forget on prom bro when I got these extensions and someone installed them and they so bad when I I was in tears like it was was having a meltdown like I didn't know what to do it was panic it was thankfully thankfully and thankfully I went it was like it was because the extensions I bought were like way too thin because I got them on sale from hair so fab I never went back to hair so fab that's a different story hair so fab that's yeah that's a whole different story but Basically, I got saved by a, a black hairstylist who did this nice ponytail on me and like I ended up looking popping. But like that first, like like the, when that moment when I saw my hair, bro, I was like, it was actually like, I was so sad because I felt so ugly. Mm-hmm. Like I felt so ugly and I was so overwhelmed. And the first thing I did was call Tamia and call Brittany and call Jade and be like, bro, what am I going to do now? And even like, I could even like, I remember this moment so much. And like, this is why I keep saying like, you know, you know, a lot of other people looking on the outside on this, on these experiences can kind of say, okay, like it's just hair. But like the fact that I was sitting there, my mother was like, I can see the pain in my mom's eyes. Like her looking at me being like, dang, like my daughter thinks that she's so not beautiful right now. And Mm -hmm. that's like, so not the truth because of like her hair. And it's so sad because like, you know, it breaks your confidence. Like thankfully ended up working out. But like when I got to college and I like, I'm definitely like on a different like track now in terms of like loving my hair and stuff. That's when I started trying out like other protective styles, like box braids, passion twists, and Senegalese twists, like all those different types of things. And Brittany was basically, Brittany Ulysses shout out was my main like, gal and helping me out with like you know braiding styles Mm -hmm. and like tell me all the places to go and all this and all that and it was definitely like that was boosting me like I was boosted because I was like I can finally like you know I don't have to worry about like a swim cap anymore so I can finally like put my hair in like braids right now and I can do other things and I can try other things with my hair but definitely like those like that moment like with prom and like kind of like you know and then moving into like exploring different types of like you know styles that have a lot of cultural significance like really help boost my confidence a lot especially from that really down point yeah and I remember that day vividly because it was like the what it was like the what the Friday before prom or was it prom? I don't know whatever it was a couple days before prom and I had just finished getting my hair done it was my first time ever getting a sew-in and then I was in the car and I was driving home my phone was like blowing up (laughs) <laughs> and, and Brittany Brittany called me and she was like we have to go to Raina's house and I was like why like why are you going to Raina's house and she was like because the lady messed up her hair and I was like what do you mean she messed up her hair she was like we just have to you just have to come so you can see and like I remember walking in there and I could hear Raina crying 
Yeah. And I could I could literally hear her crying and I could hear her mom saying, like, let's go back down there. Let's go tell the lady. And Raina Yo, was like, My mom was ready to fight, bro. Yeah. My mom was ready to fight. <laughs> Your mom was like, let's go back down there and tell her. And Raina was like, No, she's just trying to ruin my prom. And I was like, It can't be that bad. And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, so it's a little bad, but in a couple days, we can make this work. But no, I remember that. And I also remember like, because I feel like now my hair is a part of who I am. Like Mm -hmm. late high school when my hair was really starting to become healthy again. And um, for people that, I mean, I have, like I said, for a 4 b hair, but I usually do like braid outs just because wash and goes are not you wash your hair and go it takes time okay so I'd much rather braid it up sleep on it take it out in the morning and just like go about my day so late high school like um I remember finally feeling like I was confident with my hair and that's when you know I um started really taking care of it and I started getting more compliments about my hair and I used to be like okay so I'm doing something right and in college, I start. I kept, basically kept doing the same things, changing up products here and there. And like my curly hair being out, like puffed up, like fluffed up and everything became a part of who I am. Like usually you don't see me, if you see me without my natural hair, it's because I chose to put in protective style. And that's another thing. I do all my protective styles myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm so ter- terrified of someone else doing my hair and me not liking it. I'd much rather spend the money on the products and do it myself. And if I hate it, I can take it out the same day with like, okay, well you did it to yourself or, you know, if I love it, I can keep redoing it wherever. So all my braids, twists, I did faux locks and I did another style of faux locks that actually Jade did for me. Shout out to Jade because JB, Jade, Jade knows how to do hair, but um, all those styles, no, really (laughs) all those styles I did myself basically. And, um, usually like you you won't see me without my curly hair out unless I just have that protective style in which I feel like isn't as often anymore and it just became a part of who I am like sometimes I don't feel like myself if my curly hair isn't out mm-hmm. and I remember in middle school I could not imagine myself getting to that point mm-hmm. like at, in middle school and stuff I only felt like myself when it wasn't out like I didn't want it out mm-hmm. I wanted like braids or something so I wouldn't have to have it out and that mm-hmm. whole like 180 flip one I'm, I'm proud of myself for because your natural hair journey is unique and special to you. Mm-hmm. And so for like me to feel like I'm at a spot where I'm not going to completely say I like love my hair so much and like I'm 100, 100% confident, but I'm definitely in a spot where it's like I'm confident in my ability to take care of it. Mm-hmm. When it is out, I'm not afraid to wear it out. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I don't feel like if I step into a room, people would judge me on my hair but that's usually only if the room is filled with a majority of black people because we know the stigma around Mm -hmm. natural hair so I guess we should kind of touch on that because like we said episode two is more so going to be around um some of the stigmas surrounding national national natural hair and kind of like um what that means going into the corporate world and everything but Raina when do you I know you said you're you're still on your natural hair journey but Mm -hmm. When do you feel the most confident with your hair? Like when, when do you feel like you're wearing your hair and you're like, okay, this is me and I might not be where I want to be, but I feel like I'm getting there. Yeah. So I think for me, a lot of, a lot of the ways in which I feel confident in my hair depends on the setting. Mm. And 
I know that for me, I think that I'm still majority. I don't like my hair minority. I love my hair. I don't think I can sit here and confidently wear my hair out. And if you know me, especially if you know me, know me, like my friends will literally be like, Brandon, just wear your hair. I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> like, no, for real. No, I'll put it like if I, if I don't have like extensions and I'll just put it in the bun and be like, oh, Brandon, no, we want to see it. No, like that's literally how I am. Mm-hmm. It's no, 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 no. And, you know, I, and like, you know, it's not even like, and obviously this is like an internal thing. And I, I only I will be able to change that narrative for myself because all of like my friends and support systems around me are always telling me how like beautiful my hair is. I'm just like, okay, that's nice. Yeah, for real. Like you sent us a picture one day. You sent us a picture. I was like, oh my God, it looks so good. Like wear it out. And you were like, no. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, no, respectfully. And I think one thing that I'll kind of say here to like, I guess, like wrap us up here because we we are going to get more into this um, like next, the next episode. But um, like I, so when I stopped braiding my hair and and this kind of, this is about to answer your question. When I stopped braiding my hair freshman year, um, that's when I accepted an internship um, on the Hill. Mm-hmm. And even though I was working in a blackety black, black, black office with a black member, a black chief of staff, I made the decision to start putting in, to start doing like sewing extensions in my hair, like straight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and that's when I felt like when I got my hair done, that's, that's when I felt the most confident. And I started doing that, that style for a while. And I think a mix of it was like the guy who does my hair, Hamron Anthony, shout out, yo, I'll really tag him on this John too. Cause that man's a, a God. But like, whenever I would go to like, you know, his chair, like he would always just gas me up in the environment. We got the gospel in the back and we got all the, like, we got it's all the whole this experience. Stuff going on. Yes. And I'm feeling good. And every single time, like he's doing, he's like, your hair is so long now. And like, you're doing good. And it's so beautiful. And I love it and whatever. And even he notices, like, even when he does my hair, he's always trying to like take pictures for his page and all that. And he's always like, you probably have the most like beautiful hair that like I work on like no funny like I love working with your hair I love the texture and I love like working with it and cutting and styling it but you never want to show face on the camera for me you never want to like take a picture when when it's done or the before and after you never want you're always hiding your face Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of like telling to the experience because like even though like I feel like I'm confident and I'm like walking around like oh I got these new whatever whatever one, it's not like, you know, my hair is not in its natural state, like it's pressed out. Mm-hmm. But and two, it's like, even when it's like that, I'm not like, I'm not standing up shoulders high. Like, I know it looks good. But I'm just like, okay, like, let's move on now. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, and even like, and I think this is kind of like telling, cause like, even though I'm working in a black office for the two times I was on the Hill, like I still would not, I did not put braids in my head and I did not wear my hair natural. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because like I had, there was another um, girl with a similar hair texture in my intern cohort and she did wear her hair natural. So it's, I think it was like, a, it, like, that's why I say it's like, it's a personal journey. And I like that to me, I emphasize like it's personal. And for me, I feel like I'm still trying to make my way there. And right now I'm exploring like alternative options with protective styles that make me feel confident right now. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, my mom is also kind of like on the same path where she, she actually stopped permanent hair a while ago. And now she's like getting the braids and the sew-ins and stuff. And we're kind of like, I, I would say we're kind of like on it together Yeah. where it's like, we'll wear our hair out sometimes. And it's just like, all right, back, back to a protective style, back to this. Like, I just want to hide my hair. So, and I, I'm not afraid to say that. And if you know me, you definitely know that this is like 110% my vibe. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like, this will kind of, to kind of tie us into the next episode. Like, why did I feel the need to straighten my hair for the corporate setting? Yeah. And I think we can get more into that in the next episode. But I think that's where I am at now. I think the most confident that I'm feeling is when my hair is done. It is crisp. It is sleeked. It is trimmed. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing a nice outfit and I'm on my way to work. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> when I feel the most confident. And but when I'm home, like, and my hair is natural, like during quarantine, my hair was natural all of quarantine. And like, I was just up in the button and I was in sweats and I was still confident, but I was just in a different type of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like we said, it's, it's personal and like, it's not anyone's place to tell you like, oh, you're not doing right by your natural hair. You need to stop doing that. It's like, right. well, it's what grows out of my head and it's a personal journey. And if I feel like I'm not ready for that, like if Raina feels like she's not ready to wear, wear her hair out, even though we're like, oh, it looks so good. Like you should, it's not her place to tell her she has to. And that's how you support your friends too. I think, I think by you supporting your friend by saying like, oh, like, you know, like we love your hair. Like every mm-hmm. single time you do wear it out and then you just let them figure it out for themselves. But like the, the constant like affirmation of like, this is like, okay, like this looks good. Even if your friend doesn't pick up on it, they're picking up on it subconsciously. I want to Exactly. So it's like, you know, Cause I feel like sometimes there's like natural hair wars online mm-hmm. and like, you know, I feel like at one point, not that it was a, it's never a trend to wear your natural hair. Cause it's like, this is what grows out of our scalp naturally. But I feel like a couple years ago, it just started becoming normalized for like, Oh, here's some natural hair, like tutorial videos, like, you know, like right. more info out there. And then when the like surplus of those videos started coming out, I feel like there was a lot more comments that were trying to, like chastise people that didn't follow along on the journey specifically how other people did and it's like but it's not our place to tell them we're doing it wrong like us as other black women we should fully understand why they might be choosing not to wear their natural hair out Mm -hmm. so it's not our place to tell them like they have to so like like my sister she just got her hair locked now she has locks they look great on her and she was just like yeah just my hair takes just so much time and and everything and even though locks are still natural hair, it's just not like, you know, in a fro and everything. She's like, that's just the decision I made. And she looks great in them. And you would never catch me being like, well, you shouldn't have done that because mm-hmm. whatever, or trying to be like, you're lazy because you're not taking care of your natural hair. Like, no, the amount of time and effort and money. Cause when I tell you, you could rack up, you can spend racks at the beauty supply store and those products will be gone in less than a month. Like it can, it takes a lot to keep up with our hair. So, mm-hmm. um, but to answer the question, when I feel the most confident, um, for me, it completely flipped. Like now when I have straight hair, when I straighten my natural hair, I don't feel like myself. Like I don't feel as confident. Like on the first day, I'll take a couple, couple pictures or whatever. And um, I'll be like, oh, I look cute. But then after like two or three days, my confidence slowly starts to go lower and lower because I'm like, this doesn't feel like me. Mm-hmm. when if you would have asked me this like how old am I 21 if you would have asked me this even like even like five or six years ago I would have been like oh no I'm probably a little more confident with my hair straight 
Right. But now it's just like it, it flipped because I think that's because I think I forced myself to accept my natural hair. Like I think at one point I was like, Tamia, you don't want to you don't want to cut your hair. You don't want to wear protective styles all the time, nor do you want to straighten it. So your only other option is to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So I had to just force myself to do it. And then over time with trial and error, I started to learn more and love my hair more. Now I'm at the place I definitely want to be. No, I feel like there's always that you always want what you currently don't have. So I've cut my hair before because I was like, oh, I want short hair. And then right after I cut it, I was like, okay, but now I want long hair. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in the process of growing my hair out and it's longer and I'm like, okay, but I kind of want short hair again. So I feel like I'll never 100% be satisfied, but like we said, it's like a, it's, it's a journey. So yeah, my, mine just flipped. I feel a little less confident or less like myself, not necessarily confident when my hair is straight and I feel 100% like me, if my hair is curly or if having like some box braids, faux locks, I feel like that's kind of like my vibe but that can very well change within the next couple of years. Like Raina and I were just on FaceTime early, earlier today talking about like what things we're going to buy from the beauty supply store. No, literally, literally. Like if I look in our text messages right now, I sent Raina a screenshot of my favorite like curl enhancing smoothie. I was like, you should buy this. Like the conversations of natural hair amongst especially, especially black women, it just doesn't stop. It's like a, it's a part of our life all the time. No matter how you style your hair as a black woman, it's still a part of your life. Like every day, you still have to like kind of do something to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's su- that's why it's such a unique experience and like why we can bond over it because there's really no one else that can like, you know, experience this with us other than like us and like other black women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. And I guess to kind of just, you know, wrap it all up. Like- yeah, I would say that if I were to take away something from this episode is definitely that, you know, learning to love your hair. If you don't already, because you could already, we're not saying that every black woman hates their hair. Cause that's not true. Exactly. But if you're learning to love your hair, that it's going to be a journey and that, you know, there's support systems out there, even like things like black TikTok, like there's so many oh, yeah. resources out there um, to help, to help you. And I think that, I think we're, we're getting, I think our society is slowly but surely moving to at least a better point where um, we can accept natural hair. And I think um, I, we can talk about this in the next episode more so like with the legislation and logistical policy Mm -hmm. kind of things that are centered around natural hair, um, including the crown act and things like that. But I would say like a, a big wrap up is definitely like, it's a journey and everyone's journey is not the same. So don't feel pressure to do something to your hair because other people are doing it. You do it because you feel inspired to, and you think it's going to help you. That's what I would say. Yeah. And I completely agree just to like wrap up our ideas. You know, I think I want to end with saying there's no such thing as good hair. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody try to tell you there's such a thing as good hair because listen, what we guys want some tea. My um, sophomore, junior year of high school was talking to this guy and I had just washed my hair and he was like, oh, are you mixed? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I'm not mixed. And he was like, oh, well, you have like good hair. Mm-mm. And in that moment, I knew I had to stop talking to him because it's like, mm, mm, baby, no. You know, so there's no such thing as good hair. You know, how you choose to take care of your hair is your business. Your journey with your natural hair is your business. And you know, like it's, it's a unique and can be a very difficult one to go on. So 
I, I would just say, give yourself grace when it comes to it. Cause I know how frustrating it can be. And um, Raina understands how frustrating it can be as you guys heard from like what we were talking about. And yeah, and like we said, the next episode, the second part of the series, we're going to get into basically what now? Mm-hmm. Basically what now? What does the future entail and hold for Black women in corporate America when it comes to our natural hair and how we feel about the area of study we want to go into and the careers we want to go into when it comes to us taking care of our natural hair? So mm-hmm. that's how I'm going to wrap it up. Yes, sir. So we will see you guys in two weeks with a part two of this. Where do we go from here? And with that being said, Raina signing off. Tamia signing off and we'll see y'all later.